Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Self Daily Podcast. Consider this a rest stop along the winding, often challenging path of being both a human being and a spiritual being, a place to rest your mind and heart and feel not alone in the process of remembering who you came here to be. I'm Karina Davey, and together we'll explore awakening, healing, mindful, embodied living, and so much more. Thank you for being here in your full humanness and your bright inner light. Welcome to Higher Self. Happy Monday. Happy Halloween. I know for many of you listening, this is your absolute favorite holiday of the whole year, and I am so happy to be here with you. One of the things that I love about Halloween is that it's one of the few times that we acknowledge the dark in Western culture. Death and shadow and things that scare us are so taboo in our culture. You know, we try and keep it hidden away along with, you know, the other side, the unseen. And to bring these very real topics into the collective consciousness for a time is something to celebrate. I also always get a kick out of the fact that we celebrate Halloween during Scorpio season. Like it's just, it's so perfect. There's a lot to love about this day and I wanna take a moment to honor its origins. I was doing a little bit of research and I was surprised that Halloween had such a deep, complex story, um, so much so that I, I couldn't even share it all with you. I think you'd need to have a master's degree in Halloween in order to be able to really get the full story. But I do want to share a little bit of what I learned and what I know. So it began with the ancient Celts and Druids. They lived in Western Europe and they were this group of people that even though they were spread across quite a large area, they were connected by the Celtic language and by pagan spiritual beliefs and rituals. One of these rituals was Samhain and this was their new year. It marked the end of summer and the beginning of fall, the time when they left the light and went into the dark time of year. It signaled their harvest, and it was usually celebrated around November 1st. They believed that the veil between the living and the dead was blurred at this time, and that there was more access to spirits, ghosts, ancestors, and also things like elves and fairies. And they believed that not all of these entities were good necessarily, and so they wanted to deceive them in some way. Part of this Samhain ritual was a huge bonfire, which actually gets its name from bone fire, because they would put bones and animals (laughs) into this fire as sort of a, a sacrifice or an offering to the beings of the other world. So that's where we get the name bonfire from. And then they would take the ash from the bonfire and smear it on their faces to deceive spirits. You know, they would allow them to blend into the dark and be less visible. This later evolved into wearing masks, which is part of where we get our costumes from Halloween from. And one of the most important parts of this time for the Celts was that they believed that it was easier for them to make predictions about the future that because the veil was thinner, their prophecies would be more clear, more true, more accurate. And for people who are living in an area where there's very harsh winters, there's a lot of unknown going into this dark, cold season, 
those prophecies were a lantern for them. It wasn't just about, you know, something that would happen many years in the future. It was often about what that winter would be like or what the following harvest would be like the next year. So it was a central custom to the Celts and Druids. Now, as time went on, Romans came in, forcibly converted the Celts to Christianity. And of course, as happens when things get co-opted, some customs were completely discarded and the ones that were carried over were often given entirely new meanings. Romans essentially appropriated pagan rituals and holidays, and when that happens, there can be a lot of cherry-picking and unwelcome reinterpretation that takes place. And then, a little while later, the Pope decided that November 1st was going to be All Saints Day. And instead of dressing up in these masks and costumes to deceive spirits, we were going to dress up as saints from the past. (laughs) And it was All Saints Day. And so this celebration continued to evolve throughout Europe. And then when immigrants started coming over from Europe to the U.S., they brought these traditions with them. And around this time, it was really popular for the people, and especially women, to use this thinned veil as an opportunity to gain information about their love life. So women would try and look in a mirror in a certain way, or pull tarot cards, or do different types of divining rituals to try and find out who their future husband might be. This is where some of the timeline gets a little blurry and complex, but I guess around like the 20s and 30s, The pranks that people were doing around Halloween were getting so out of hand that people were dying and it was becoming this public crisis. There was this campaign in the U.S. to kind of reel in these pranks and to make Halloween more of a jubilant family celebration. So we had things like Halloween parties and it became a lot more fun and bright. I was doing a little bit of research about trick-or-treating and I read that those who were not as well off financially would go door to door and ask for bread in exchange for a prayer or a blessing. This seemed to be particularly popular in Irish communities. Now we know that this belief that the veil is thinner this time of year is not specific to the Celts. We also have Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, which comes from the Aztecs. And they believed that if someone had passed away in the previous year, and if they hadn't crossed over yet, Dia de los Muertos was their opportunity to cross over, that they could send a message, they could get in contact with a living family member to be able to make that journey forward. They would set out food for the dead, and it was a time of honoring ancestors, making shrines to loved ones who are passed on. And of course, this celebration is still alive and well. Now, I wasn't able to find much about this celebration or belief in other cultures, but certainly it must exist. And I think we can all feel that there is something about this time that does seem to be more open and to get to have this kind of like deep dive into the dark and the taboo and the mythological, especially living in such a masculine society that's so heavily influenced by scientism and logic. It feels like a little more of the feminine, and especially the dark feminine, is available in this time of year. So I hope that this little dive into what this time can be and the origins of how it came to be 
inspires you, piques your curiosity, and maybe inspires you to celebrate in a way beyond the traditional commercial way. Maybe you do something to honor your ancestors or the women who were deemed to be witches who came before you. Anything where we can take our power back and reclaim something from what has become very commercialized, part of the capitalist machine, is always a good thing. So let me know how you celebrate, what you do if you do anything special. I always love hearing about different families' traditions. And I hope that you have a wonderful day and evening, however it is that you celebrate. If you're going out with your kids, listen to our episode from Friday. And I hope that most of all, you have fun today. Have a beautiful day. I love you so much. Thank you for listening and spending this time with me. If this impacted you in some way, share this episode or send it to someone you thought about while listening. I would love to connect with you on social media. And if you'd like to connect more intimately, you can join me in the Higher Self Sanctuary, a virtual village where I lead meditations, workshops, community gatherings, in-person retreats, and more. To check out the sanctuary, you can go to www.higherself.earth. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one, you can book a session at karinadavy.com. You'll also find information there about courses, intuitive readings, and other offerings. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review so that we can reach more of the people who are looking for this space. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a beautiful day.